1: Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Jr. Thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on Station XDTV, Channel 13, in San Diego from 6 to 7 a.m. on Station KPSC, Channel 13, in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on Station KBTV, Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 230 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KACY, Channel 9 in El Central California and New Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 p.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV, Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church located at 1043 Middle Street is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Caliph for over 95 years. And our prayer to all is the first of its kind in Hawaii dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn, Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shenanigans, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. The deep inner peace we experience comes only from knowing of Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. As we continue to read His words daily, it will strengthen each of us to testify to others about the Lord's coming and how we must be ready to meet Jesus in the air by being blood-washed, water-washed, spirit-filled, and living the life. Our church choir, under the direction of Ymila Hahn will sing for us his wonderful song entitled, Redeemed Medley, featuring a solo by Chrissy Hahn, accompanying Aquario choir will be Edith Masuka on the piano and Paul Haku Carter on the organ. In 2 Timothy 4:2 Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. repute, rebuke, exalt with all long-suffering and doctrine. The word of God is above all else. Lend an ear to the God-given talents of our church band under my leadership to play this anthem entitled Preach the Word. <laughs> When we allow the Lord to be present in our lives, we're happy to praise and worship Him for all that He has done, is doing, and will do with us. Happy is that people whose God is the Lord. We are blessed this morning with the beautiful voice of our soloist Emilia Hahn, as she delights us with this encouraging song entitled, He's Still Working On Me. Accompanying her will be Christy Hahn on the piano, Associate and Marvin Abing on the bass, and Trusty Associate Pastor Ernst Sr. and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars.
2: I took him just a week to make the moon and stars The sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars A loving ambition he must be He's still working on me There really ought to be a sign upon my heart Don't judge him yet, there's an unfinished part But I'll be perfect just according to his plan fashioned by the master's loving hand, He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. It took him just a week to make the moon and stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. How loving and patient he must be. He's still working on me. In the mirror of his word, reflections that I see make me wonder. He never gave up on me, but he loves me as I am and helps me when I pray. Remember, he's the potter on the clay. He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. to make
1: Salvation is and always will be an individual matter between you and the Lord. Your parents can't save you, your friends can't save you, not even your pastor. But as our church choir sings their last song entitled, Precious in His Sight, you will hear the words describe how church we are to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Please join in singing as the words appear on your television screen. The The choices we make in our lives could sometimes determine how our future can become. If our focus is turned to the Lord and we accept Him as our personal Savior, Master and Lord, the decisions we make could be a little easier. This morning we have a flute ensemble to play this inspirational and uplifting song entitled, I Call Him Lord. The words of this next song sung by our Jubilees will comfort the troubled soul who is seeking peace and refuge to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Seek Jesus now while there's still time. The Jubilees will be singing this song entitled, Love Lifted Me, featuring a solo by a soul's Timothy Hahn, Sr. It gives me great pleasure to dedicate this wonderful song to Mrs. Judy Carter, a faithful saint in the Lord. Your unending love for the Lord is expressed in every facet of your life. May Jesus remain with you and continue to reward you with blessings pressed down and overflowing in this life and that to come. Have a blessed and blessed Sunday, Judy.
3: From the peaceful shore very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more, but the master of the deep heard my despairing cry, and from the waters lifted me now saying. completely saves he will lift you by his love out of the angry waves he's the master of the sea Sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the deep heard my despairing cry, and from the waters lifted me, now saved Lifted me Lift Yes, well, love Lifted me When a pain as good health Love lifted me Lifted me
4: Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda. And I would like to repeat our television time, station, and locations in the continental United States for a viewing audience, especially if when you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on Station KPTV Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KJBY TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable, channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on jesuscomingsoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begins at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kaimiki Branch Church located at 1361 Pololo Avenue, gospel services are held Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by Neighbor Island Branch Churches. The services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaneda Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. L. Elverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinlaw in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K.Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balongopi, Kauai, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Kotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections, however, If you desire to contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now, I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. What a glorious day to read the Word of God with you
1: as I present my sermon entitled, Searching for the Good Life generated and inspired by God's Holy Spirit. Have you ever sought help to overcome some monumental problems and not found that help? Have you needed guidance and direction to do right in the eyes of God, that is, to live a life above sin? In these signs of peril I have, have you wished for that special protection to sustain you, whether in or out of the house of God? Well, look no further. The answers to these questions are within your reach and are found in the Gospel of the Kingdom of God. Join us in these weekly telecast, and I'm sure the solutions will unfold before you. There are many sayings, phrases, and expressions that describe life as we know it. Some may say life is a game. Others may say life is a challenge. Still others reflect on their desires to obtain the good life. The good life really depends on each individual's outlook, goals, desires, and his plan of what he really wants to accomplish in this life. Not everyone has the same ambition. We probably at one time or another asked ourselves these questions, what is my destiny in life? Am I going to be a success or a failure? Will I meet the right person to marry? And the questions go on, but television viewers, did you know that the Bible is the greatest resource to answer life's questions? It answers the basic questions of what is life, what is the meaning of life, and how do we strive to be successful in our lives. For many who ask, God's Word also answers the question, what happens to me after I die? Today we will attempt to address some of these questions from the viewpoint of God's Word. After all, Jesus experienced life with all its ups and downs, hardships and pains and sufferings. The good news that he was able to overcome all that he confronted and show us a way to overcome as he did. When we trust, obey, and follow Jesus in this life, we too will be able to overcome all life's challenges. The Bible describes life as being full of uncertainties, for we never know what tomorrow will have in store for us. God knows what our futures hold and what better way to live than to put our lives into his hands. This brings us to the question, what is life? Read in James 4, 14 to 15, whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. God is telling us that no matter how long we live upon this earth, life is very brief. It is like the morning dew which appears for a little while, and when the sun comes up, it soon disappears. Because life is short and temporary, verse 15 encourages everyone to live for God every day. He controls whether we live or we die. He controls all that is happening in the world today. Most of all, He holds all the power in heaven and in earth. Hebrews 12:2 states, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Yes, Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. It means that he controls every person's destiny on this earth. He gives us life, and he controls when life ends. Right hand of the throne of God means that Jesus has all the power. In Matthew 28, 18, Jesus declared, All power is given unto me in heaven, and in earth. Today, as in the past, many seek and search for the better things in life. I'm sure nobody wants to be poor and live a life of poverty. We want to ensure that we have, at the very least, the basic necessities, food to eat, clothes to wear, and a roof over our heads. Besides these comforts, we want to have financial security, pleasure, success, peace, and safety, joy and happiness, and so forth. After all, we work hard to make a living and we want to enjoy what life has to offer. For many, to have a good life includes prospering in a majority of these achievements. When we follow Jesus, He will not deny us any of these blessings in life. But He does say that to achieve our wants, needs, and desires, there is a condition. Matthew 6, 13 to tells us, For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Simply put, Jesus wants us to put him first in our lives. He wants our love, devotion, and allegiance. When we put him first as our object of affection, we don't have to worry about our tomorrows. The Lord will provide for all our needs and much more. He said, all these things shall be added unto you. He did not say maybe or I'll think about it, God's words are true and faithful. When we live for Jesus, we will soon discover that our lives can be abundant and full. Jesus said in John ten ten, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. In contrast to the thief that takes Jesus' gifts, he wants to live life to the maximum. Jesus can give us a life that is richer, fuller, greater, and full of peace and joy. But above all, He gives us something that we cannot obtain in this world, a spiritual life that is without measure and which is sustained through the power of the Holy Spirit. This abundant spiritual life helps us to live a life on a higher plane because it will lead us to gain eternal life with God. And this should be our focus or goal in life, to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Throughout the ages, man has written countless books and articles on how to gain a successful life. It is usually based on the assumption that the more we have, the happier we are and the better off we will be. Human wisdom and righteousness can often lead us to make the wrong choices. Listen to what Jesus said in Luke 12:15, <clears throat> And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consists not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. Jesus tells you and me that the good life has nothing to do with wealth, stature, and positions. Covetousness is to have a greedy desire and a crave for the things that we don't have. Our human nature causes us not to be satisfied with what we have. The more that we have, the more we want. This is the exact opposite of what Jesus teaches us to see. God's Word instructs us in Hebrews 13, 5, Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as he have, For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Content means to be satisfied, grateful, accepting, and thankful for what we have. This is how we acknowledge and praise God for all that we have which comes from him. The Bible tells us in James 1, 17, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. God always nurtures, comforts, cares, and provides for his people. In addition, he opens the windows of heaven and blesses us with countless physical, material, and spiritual blessings. We have discovered that a life without Jesus and desiring more possessions and more wealth will not give us more peace, happiness, self-fulfillment, and a life full of comfort. But we truly have discovered that the good life can be only provided by Jesus. Society, mankind, and the world have many forms for gaining success. It is usually misleading, confusing, contradictory, and untrue. The Bible contains the best form, and it is simply God's way for reigning in this life. God's way is always true and right. The first step in this form is to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Why should I accept Jesus, our viewers may ask. Romans 5, 17 reads, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Christ Jesus. Adam's sin brought the whole human race under the bondage of sin and death. This includes both physical and spiritual death. But thanks be to God, he sent a Savior to rescue all mankind from sin's power and bondage. That is how much God loved us. With Jesus as our personal Savior, we can look forward to a life filled with joy, happiness, peace, righteousness, and freedom from sin's dominion. In Mark 1.14, Jesus said, "The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel." As part of the formula for salvation, Jesus requires us to repent. Repentance is godly sorrow for sin. We come before him humbly as sinners and ask him to forgive us of all our sins, and he will do exactly that. For our Lord is a loving, merciful, and forgiving God. Then Jesus said to believe the gospel. The gospel came through the finished work of Christ, Jesus Christ. The gospel is the good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost, and we fire, and Jesus is coming soon. The hope of the church is the second coming of the Lord. When he comes again, he will rapture us out of this sin-cursed world. The gospel of the Lord Jesus is not a gospel of compulsion, but of persuasion. It is not a gospel of the sword, but of the love of God. It is not a political gospel, but a gospel of the true gift of God. God does not force it upon us, but gives us the choice to accept or reject it. Noah preach 120 years, hoping for people to change from their sinful ways. Eventually, time ran out, and the flood waters covered the earth. The sad part is that only Noah and his family were saved. Our time is running out too. Jesus is coming soon. He came to save souls from this lost and dying world to prepare for his coming. Television viewers, why not accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? The next step in preparing for his coming is to be baptized in the name of Jesus and to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let us read from John 3:5. Jesus answered, "Very, very, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. In the 6th and 7th verse, it reads, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. To be born of water to be baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ. To be born of the Spirit to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The only Bible evidence in the Bible or sign of being filled with the Holy Spirit is that speaking in tongues. As recorded in Acts 2, 3 to 4, And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. In Acts, the 19th chapter, the Apostle Paul came across some of John the Baptist's disciples. Paul, asked if they had received the Holy Ghost, they replied that they had no understanding of the Holy Ghost. We read in verse 6, And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. It is God who takes hold of our tongues and makes us to speak in that heavenly language, which no man can understand. The speaking in tongues is the outward manifestation of the indwelling spirit. To reinforce the baptism in Jesus' name, we look to the Apostle Peter on the Day of Pentecost. Thousands of people were in Jerusalem at that time, celebrating the Passover feast, and Peter just recently filled the Holy Ghost in the upper room, boldly stood up among the crowd and preached the gospel. We in Acts 2, 37-38. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The gospel message Peter preached touched and moved the hearts of the people, so that they asked the question, What shall we do? And that should be the question in everyone's hearts today, What shall I do to be saved? Peter responded with repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Was Peter's life-giving answer. Why must we be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ? Return to read in Acts four twelve. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Peter again boldly stated that the only saving name in this world is Jesus Christ. In the old and new testaments, God has many names and titles. But in redemption and today's present dispensation of grace, there is only one saving name, and that name is our Lord Jesus Christ. Furthermore, in Colossians 3.17, we are told, and whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the God and the Father by him. A deed is something that is done, performed, and accomplished. It is an action. The baptism in Jesus' name is a deed, and when performed, obeys God's commandment. We invite you, our viewers, to attend our gospel services, make the decision to prepare for His coming, and to live a life filled with the beauty of the Lord. After you have been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Spirit, your final step is to be steadfast in the truth and to walk with the guidance of the Holy Spirit until Jesus comes in clouds the glory to take you to your eternal home in heaven. With Jesus at the forefront in our lives, he points us towards lives that are rewarding, filled with contentment, and full of peace and joy. Most everyone looks forward to a prosperous and successful life. After all, nobody wants to be poor, sick, or in poverty. The only person who wants us to be physically and spiritually sick and in poverty is Satan the devil himself. Spiritual sickness is the manifestation of sin. Sickness is the manifestation in the body. Both are the result of Satan. Satan's goal is to turn a saint or a sinner away from God. Satan hates God. Satan hates God's people, and he hates every principle of right. He will try to lead you away from God and the truth, to live a life that will lead to eternal damnation. Yes, television viewers, 1 Peter 5 eight tells us, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil. As a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Revelation 12, 12 declares, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea! For the devil is come down unto you, having a great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Thanks be to God, because when we have Jesus, we don't have to fear the devil. All we have to do is submit our lives to God. James 4, 7 instructs us to submit yourselves, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The Bible tells us that the devil is already a defeated foe. He's in his be cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, and he will dwell there forever and ever. The devil is trying to make us live defeated lives and end up where he is going. How wonderful is the love of God and for his power over the devil. With the power of Christ, we can drive off the devil from our lives. To live a life of victory over all our tests and trials, we need Jesus. The true formula for a life of victory and success was given to Joshua. Let us turn to and read Joshua 1, 7-8. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. In verse 8, it also says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. The same formula for prosperity and success still works today. God has prepared the path to success. But in order to achieve it, we must use the formula. In God's plan, success equates to obedience. The world has its own standards to measure prosperity and success. It often involves controlling others. But for Joshua, it meant being controlled by God. In following God's standards to success, we might not achieve a success according to the world's standards, but we will be successful in God's eyes. Our goal at Life's End is to be recognized by Jesus as a child of God. That is the measure of true success. In Matthew 25, 21, Jesus explained the parable of the loan money and said, His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. When we devote our lives to diligently serve the Lord within our time, talents, money, and resources, God will reward for God rewards faithfulness. The sweetest words to hear will be when Jesus says, well done, my son, or well done, my daughter. That will be the greatest recognition of all because we are assured that we lived our lives to the fullest and it was well pleasing to the Lord. In 1 Peter 1, 4 and 5, Peter says that we should look forward to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. When Moses and the nation of Israel left Egypt, they hoped to receive an inheritance in the promised land of Canaan. Today we look for a greater promise, which is to dwell in the eternal city of God. God tells us that he has reserved a place in heaven for the faithful. This promise of eternal life remains as long as Christ dwells in our hearts by faith, Lack of faith in God will exclude us from receiving God's promises. God always gives us the free choice to choose Him or choose the things of the world. The Apostle John wrote in 1 John two fifteen, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. To achieve success, why should we not love this world? Its values, its conflicts, and attitudes. 1 seventeen explains, And the world passeth away. And the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. All that is in this world is temporal. After all, we cannot take our accumulated wealth with us when we die. Life after death does exist. The spirit and soul lives on for eternity. God gives us two paths to take in life. Matthew 7, 13 to 14 states, Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Jesus was simply saying that those who devote their lives to him are on the right path to live eternally with him, but few choose to live for Jesus in this life. Those who choose to live their lives apart from Jesus are on the path to destruction, Following Jesus leads to life and a rewarding spiritual life. Following worldly values and attitudes leads to error, to death, and destruction. For those who have no heart to believe upon Jesus or desire to work for the Lord and serve Him, they will not be treated the same as the faithful. There will be no words of praise or recognition. There will be no rewards or the promise of eternal inheritance. They can only look forward to being eternally separated from the Lord. The treadmill is a wonderful exercise equipment. It can really give us a good workout, but after a while it gets a little boring. We may see the automator counting the distance, but actually we have gone nowhere. Therefore, television viewer, does life seem boring and meaningless to you? Does it seem like you are involved in many activities, but actually seems like there is no self satisfaction and making no progress? A life without God is like being on a treadmill. You live day after day, year after year. Life is moving and changing, but without any meaningful direction. Those who follow Jesus experience the routine happenings and hardships that come in life, but fortunately they live life on a higher plane. Their lives are richer, full, and filled with hope because Jesus is there to help them along. They're on a journey in life to claim the victory with Jesus. Proverbs four eighteen says, But the path of just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Jesus is the light of life of a believer. He is our guide. He lights our paths in this world so that we can avoid walking blindly and falling into sin. He lights our paths to show us how we should live. He gives us a lively hope as we wait in anticipation until the day He comes again. Yes, we all are seeking the good life. We must not overlook the true and only source of the good life, Jesus Christ. Psalm 348 advises us, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is that man that trusted in him. Have you, our television viewers, tasted the Lord? Jesus invites you to have an intimate fellowship with him today. Take the step to discover how good God is. If you give him the chance, I am certain that you will discover that living for Jesus is the best reason for living. Searching for the good life begins and ends when we follow and obey Jesus. Only then will we experience, enjoy, and truly live the good life. If you'd like to know more about God's Word in the church and review this telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComesSoon.org. On our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Blayhan Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come to your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. Now to close another hour of our kindergarten, God at telecast are the men and women of our church band playing for you this tune entitled, Preach the Foursquare Gospel. Oh, my God.